Hello, and welcome to the Enlightened Awakening Podcast. Place of honest and authentic conversations. I'm your host, Timmy. And I'm Uriel. And today we wanted to have a conversation to talk a little bit about how each of us got to the point where we realized that we wanted to prioritize our own personal growth and development and the journey that we went on that eventually led us here. So Uriel, I wanted to start by asking you, what did your life look like before you started prioritizing your own personal growth and development? I think if I were to sum up my life in a few words, I would say fairly average, underachieving, unpurposeful, lost. There wasn't really any direction that I was trying to go towards. I was very much stuck on the idea of locating the God-given purpose that I was born with, which to be truthfully honest with you, personally, I believe it's a huge lie because it places a lot of weight on a person to try to identify this gift. And if they're unable to do so, then they're of no worth and their self-worth diminishes. So I was very, very lost. I could definitely relate to that sense of not having clear direction. I think for myself, with the way that things happened and, and the way that I was raised, once I started having a little bit more control over the way that things went in my life, I really went from one extreme of feeling like I had been totally restricted to the other. If I were to use a couple words to describe it, I'd say pleasure-seeking, impulsive, and reckless at times. There's a lot of things that I was engaged in, a lot of activities that I would say were quite detrimental in terms of the larger picture of what it was that I believed were the things that were important to me. I wasn't very consistent in terms of the things that I prioritized outside of the pursuit of pleasure. And whether it was just playing video games all day, whether it was just running around the neighborhood causing chaos, whether it was just goofing off in school, I just really cared only about myself having fun. So I was also extremely self-centered. And I think that to comment on what you had said about this idea of God-given purpose, I am one of the people who believes that there is such a thing, but I think that where some people get tripped up is that they think it's something that needs to be found. Whereas I think that it's something that naturally develops as you go about living your life. The only way that you're going to find out where your natural talents lie is by engaging in different sorts of activities and having some sort of reflective perspective as you're doing that. But of course, the tricky thing is that when you're younger, particularly when you're a teenager, that is one of the things that you are weakest at because your frontal lobe is still developing. And so I think that a lot of my life prior to prioritizing personal growth and development was centered around the pursuit of pleasure because of that. I think I also felt really restricted as I had referenced earlier growing up. And so as soon as I had even the tiniest bit of freedom or what I perceived to be freedom, I really decided that nobody was going to deny me the things that I wanted to have that I wanted to do, not even myself. Yeah, I think you bring, you bring up some interesting points. I think in this whole idea of purpose or the gift that you're supposed to bestow on the world, whether it is found or it's manifested through, through you, I think that I was very much stuck on being pulled to all of these different places. 
is. And also, I think in addition to that, I'm glad you brought up the Audubon family. But for a very long time, I found myself living the dreams of my parents as opposed to living my own dreams. And I think that this is a problem that I'm going to theorize and say that a lot of people deal with. And the moment that I was able to be my own person and walk my own path, my life began to truly have a purpose because I was doing things with intention and I was acting out the changes that I want to see in the world. And it's these micro changes that really led me to wanting to improve myself as it demonstrated that you don't need to cure cancer, although that would be amazing. But something as simple as helping a person in need can go far and beyond than what we truly understand. Yeah, I remember hearing this saying years ago that helping one person may not change the world, but it may change the world for one person. And that really stuck with me because you're right. A lot of the times when we talk about purpose and what it is that you're meant to do or what your gift is, we think of these large, grandiose things that people will write articles about or write books about or that you'll go into the history books. But there are a lot of people who have lived very fulfilling and significant lives that never ended up being well-known or famous. And I think you've brought up a really important point around these small incremental changes and things that come up in your life. And in follow-up to that, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, can you identify like a specific catalyst that was the thing that really catapulted you towards wanting to pursue personal growth and development? I know that you said that there was a couple of different things that developed over time, but was there one moment in time that you can think back to that you're like, yeah, this is something that I'm going to be very intentional in pursuing going forward? To be honest, I'm, I don't think that I can actually genuinely attribute it to one thing because although I could try to attempt to isolate one specific thing that pushed me further, I actually believe that in my life, every challenge that I faced has slowly propelled me forward. It's, I, I think of it as if you're filling up your tank of gas. So something difficult happened. I learned something from it. I put in some gas into my car and therefore my car was able to travel further. Once I ran out of gas, maybe something else happened because there was something I hadn't learned, or perhaps I stopped living my life in the way that I should, and that served as a reminder to fill up my gas tank again and move further. The longer you go and the longer you drive, the more aware you will be about the fuel tank and being able to fill it, which means that you are unlikely to face challenges as difficult, and you'll remind yourself to fill your tank of gas so you can continue to drive forward. That's not to say that you won't face challenges. You absolutely will. Your car can break down even though you service it. But the more resilient you, you become and the more aware you become, you can start listening to the problems that are happening with your car. Maybe it's making a funny noise so you know to take it to the mechanic and get it fixed so that it doesn't break down on you while you're on a road trip. So similarly to life, I think that certainly that can be, there can be catalysts for people. But for me, it was just an accumulation of lessons and hardships that really led me to want to change because I could see in my life how I was underachieving. And this has nothing to do with 
achieving a level of excellence that is recognized by society, but it's more so about the ongoing criticism or failures that I knew I was having that I could do something about. Because I really tried to focus, and I do so now as well, to focus on what's in my control. There's so many things that are out of your control, but also in the same way, there's quite a few things, and I would say probably more that are in your control than are out of your control. And if you can focus on that and make the adequate changes in your life, then you will actually live a more purposeful and fulfilling life. Yeah, definitely couldn't agree more with that, man. I think you really nailed it with that analogy with the car. I think that for myself, if I think back, there are really two kind of phases, I would say, of the development of this desire within me to start becoming my greatest self. The first one was when I started reading nonfiction books that were particularly targeted towards addressing certain areas that I saw I was deficient in. So I think it was probably either in ninth or 10th grade, a friend of mine introduced this book to me called Mental Traps. That was a pretty small book that just talked about certain traps that we tend to fall into as human beings living on the face of this planet. And one of the ones that always stuck out to me the most is, and I can't even remember how the author like named it, but this tendency that we have to continue putting time and effort into something that we see is likely not going to produce the intended result simply because we have spent a lot of time and effort on that thing. And I remember reading through this book and just seeing all these mental traps that this author was talking about and thinking clearly about how it was that these things had led to impediments in my life. Around that same time, when I got into 10th grade, I met two specific teachers that also helped me understand that I was acting in a way that was not congruent with the potential that was within me. The first of which was my chemistry teacher and the second one being my English teacher. And I think that's up until probably, well, let's say in junior high, I really had a lot of I would say self-esteem and self-image issues because of the fact that I was labeled as being this kid that was just, I would say, bad for lack of a better term, because that was the identity I had. I acted in a way that was in alignment with that. And because of that, by the time I got to high school, I didn't really have the greatest self-image. And so that played out in a variety of different ways in 10th grade, especially. But what these two teachers helped me understand was that it actually didn't matter what had happened before, nor did they care about what had happened in junior high. They were very interested in nurturing the potential that they saw within me at that time. I think the other major turning point for myself was the year I graduated from, actually it was the year after I graduated from university. I was having a lot of difficulty finding a job in my field. And I remember clearly thinking to myself one day, I've told myself for so long that I was gonna achieve incredible things and of significance, which comes back to that pressure that you have been talking about. But in my situation, I was able to leverage that into something that allowed me to take that first step. And I realized that if I had these desires, I needed to start acting in a way that was in accordance with that. So I needed to put away the video games. I needed to prioritize goal setting and educating myself and continuing to identify gaps in my knowledge and understanding, attitude, and to find different ways to plug that. And that really, I would say for myself, was the catalyst where I started understanding that there's a multitude of resources that anyone can access. There is no one way to start 
growing or developing yourself. But the key is to start somewhere, to identify something you want to improve in and to seek out things that will allow you to grow in those areas. I think that another interesting point for myself was when I started realizing that I had actually grown. Based on what I had described earlier with the way I was raised, patience and delayed gratification were two things that I was very, very deficient in. And when I started realizing that I was able to actually map out what it was that I wanted to achieve and what it was going to take to actually get there and to have the patience to continue working at it, that's when I understood, okay, I have made some progress in this area. Did you ever have a moment like that where you realized that you had actually grown? And if so, tell me a little bit about that. I think you see it every day when you take action on the things that you know you should be taking action on. I think for a long time, I was a bit of a hypocrite in regards to what I would do. And one of the greatest mistakes that I, I would make is to try to seek for external recognition for my achievements. That never led me to truly reach out for whatever it is that I wanted because everything that I did would then be based on the recognition of others and what I thought others wanted from me. Obviously that led to a lot of unhappiness, that led to a lot of confusion and a lack of direction. The real change that I saw in my life that I realized I was doing better for myself was when I was able to no longer require the recognition or acknowledgement of others for my achievements. The day that I could sit down by myself and be proud that I kept my room tidy, I kept my car clean, I took care of my body by eating healthy, by exercising, that I, I was respecting myself, that I would stand up for the things that I believed in, that I stayed true to my morals and my values. I think that the world has become so enamored with the idea of being recognized as the only way to know that you're successful. But the real true gratification comes from our own acknowledgement of our achievements and working in silence. Because you are the only person that knows how much work you've put in and the sweat, the tears that has gone into making those changes. Because you're the only person that sees the darkness. Nobody else does. Yeah, you brought up a pretty interesting point about recognition, because I think that that's something that in some way, shape or form, everybody struggles with. I know that for myself, where a lot of that came from in the beginning, again, a lot of these things develop in childhood. But as I had referenced earlier with having that label of the bad kid or the kid who misbehaved, there came a time in my life when I decided that I was going to prove everyone wrong, where I was going to show them that I had been able to overcome that and that I will, all the ideas and images that they had of who it was that I, that I was were mistaken. And yeah, I would say that that did serve me for a time, but as you've rightly pointed out, when your self-esteem and your self-image are tied to external acknowledgement, it's only a matter of time before that foundation collapses. And so when that started happening, I was forced to then start looking at, okay, what is it that I have within me that I truly am proud of? Who is it that I desire to be? And that is what started helping me detach myself from that. As you rightly pointed out, nobody knows other than you how hard you are truly working. 
And while other people may look and say that, oh, you're achieving great things or you're doing so well, if you yourself don't perceive that to be the truth, then it's not going to land. But the flip side of that is also true. Regardless of what other people say, if you are truly solid in who you are, then it actually doesn't matter what's going on around you. You'll be able to continue pushing forward with the confidence that you know who you are, what you're about, and why it is that you're pursuing the things that you're pursuing. But of course, that takes work to be able to earn that type of self-confidence in yourself. Why do you think that we as a society and we as individuals are so thirsty for recognition? I know you can't really speak for others, but if you had to say, what would you say? I think for me, it started from when I was a kid. I personally could see how much my parents glorified the achievements of my eldest brother. And so that led me to, I mean, really, it led me to be the person that I am today because I had to work so much harder than he had to, to get any type of recognition from them, regardless of how in my perception, my achievements were better than his. Obviously, that led to a lot of feelings of resentment, which I've overcome. But then you start getting introduced into a world that does that exact same thing. But now it's not only in your immediate family and you have a smaller number of people that you're competing with. Now you're competing with millions and billions of people. And so when people see these highlights, when people see these actors or actresses and they see how much money they're making and the glamorous lifestyles that they're living and the accessibility that they have to essentially whatever it is that they want in the world, they are going to want to desire that or to try to come close to getting some type of recognition that could allow them to live a life that has access to as many things as those that are glamorized in today's society. But I think that's also the catch-22 and the problem that's going on in the world. You see all of these really successful people because success really is like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder. Somebody's level of success could just be being able to buy a home, having a functional car. Other people might be wanting to be a millionaire or a billionaire, being a CEO of a major company. But when you are being conditioned through social media and TV to believe that the height of humanity in regards to success is what is being flashed in front of our eyes, we are going to want to desire that same thing. I had the experience of meeting some people that volunteered retirees. And when I was young, I didn't really understand how they could always come in and volunteer the time to help other people and always do it with a smile on their face. Even if we had nothing to do, they would be nice. They would always be trying to make everybody else's days better. And then on the other side of it, it was me that I was bored. I always felt like I needed to be entertained. And at times I felt like I was wasting my time when I should have had a certain level of pride knowing that my actions were actually helping people in need. And I think we've, we've forgotten that these little things are very important. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't aspire to become these monumental things. It's quite the contrary, but it all starts within yourself. You have to have a certain degree of belief in yourself and confidence in yourself and your abilities to be able to reach whatever goal it is that you're trying to reach, to continue to relentlessly pursue that goal. And you may not make it, but that's okay. Like you should be prideful in knowing that you gave it your very best. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that because inevitably 
what you had said about defining what success is for you, that is the key. And I think that for myself, that really was one of the most important things that I did once I embarked on that personal growth journey. I had a very clear idea of what it was that I wanted, why I wanted it, and how I would know that I had actually reached that. And for myself, what I desire in my life is to get to a place where I have as many options as possible to live my life in a way that is in full accordance with my values. Because even helping people requires resources, right? Especially if you want to do it on a larger scale. But I think that, as you had rightly mentioned, the most important thing to understand is that there is the ability to succeed in those little ways if we define things correctly. If we choose to define success as being on television and having accolades and being famous or well-known, then it's no wonder that those who obtain those things, let's say celebrities, like it doesn't seem like an uncommon thing where we hear about a celebrity who died of an overdose or who took their own life. And people will often ask this question when that happens. It seems like they had everything. Why would they do that? And it seems almost difficult to understand, but for myself, again, we can never know, but where my head usually goes is when we don't define what it is that is truly of great value to us, and we instead try to pursue the accumulation of things or these intangibles or these external things that we actually are not able to build up for ourselves, then when you obtain all that financial success, what is going to plague you then could be emptiness. And I think that that's why what you had said was really important around that. If you were to give perspective or just share your thoughts on how somebody can take practical steps today to begin embarking on their own personal growth and development journey, what would that perspective be? Stop being a hypocrite with yourself. Okay. Seriously. Because how many times do we tell ourselves, we want to get into shape. We want to stretch. You want to start reading more books, but you always find an excuse not to do it. I did that for so many years in my life. I still do it sometimes. I am a hypocrite with myself sometimes still, where I put it off because I'd rather be laying in bed, looking through my phone. Now there's nothing wrong with that, but when that's what you're doing the most, when are you going to call yourself out and hold yourself accountable? And honestly, have a certain degree of integrity within yourself to say to yourself, the only reason I'm not where I where I want to be right now is because I haven't chosen to take that step forward. You may want to be a millionaire, but what have you done to start to get there? You're not going to work a minimum wage job to try to become a millionaire, but you can start working a minimum wage job to try to make a business plan to become a millionaire if that's truly what you want. You may not make it, but maybe by the end of your lifetime, you could get pretty close to being a millionaire. Yeah. But it all starts with us. Yeah, that honesty piece and being clear about where it is that you are, I agree, is probably the most important initial step that you can take. I think once you've had that opportunity to reflect on exactly where it is that you are and why it is that you haven't been able to move forward on the things that you've desired for your life, is to pick one area that you're going to seek to improve in for, let's say, the next month. It could be the next quarter the next half year, whatever it's going to be, and start tracking. 
One of the books that I am a huge fan of is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And the idea of the book is that small actions repeated over time lead to exponential results in the long run. And oftentimes we don't stick with these habits because we don't see that we're actually on an exponential growth curve. Anybody who's familiar with those curves knows that for the first little bit, it looks like there's absolutely nothing happening. And then all of a sudden it takes off. And I think that for me, what really was a difference maker was just picking a couple areas that I wanted to improve in. I would say even going as low as one, as I said earlier, and decide what it is that you're going to do today and hold yourself accountable and journal and track it. If your goal is to start by just reading 15 minutes a day, get a calendar just to mark off the days that you do read. And every day that you achieve that goal, put a red X there. And as you start to see that a chain is developing, continuing the chain or seeing that that chain is unbroken will become a reward in and of itself. The mind is naturally geared towards rewards and checklists. The reason why they seem so satisfying to some anyways to check things off is because that you get a little hit of dopamine and it's an easy way to track your progress because in the beginning, reading 15 minutes a day for even one year isn't going to make a significant difference. But when you can go back and say that, hey, I actually did achieve this, and maybe you're not going to get it every day because let's be realistic, but you can actually go back and see that you did put in the work. That's going to release all sorts of great endorphins. That's going to encourage you to continue that behavior because whatever is rewarded will be repeated. And so I think it starts with that. Identifying where you want to go, identifying those gaps, and looking for practical ways to plug them, whether it's books or TED Talks or podcasts, or even just finding other people who are slightly further down the path than you are and asking them for their perspective. I know for myself, I'm a big proponent of mentorship because I think that that can be the quickest shortcut to be able to get to where you want to go. But it all starts with being very clear about where you want to go and why you aren't there yet. Anyways, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. As always, we greatly appreciate the continued support. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to listen to podcasts because we are out here on every single platform. As always, stay blessed and enjoy the rest of your day.